Hi, I'm Tatiana Antonella Beya, and I'm the founder and managing director at Goombook. This is Forward Talks, Conversations That Matter. This is a special series, Climate Leaders Rising Up to COP28, in partnership with MasterCards and with the support of the Duba Government Media Office. We ask each of our guests, what are their expectations for COP28? Have a listen. COP28 is, is coming to the UAE, and as you may know, in Egypt, it was the first time last year that there was a a food uh, pavilion and uh, they're coming back to 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 the to cop again this year for the second time and we're going to have the food for climate pavilion and i think a lot of the the things you mentioned and and um related to food and agriculture will be will be quite uh, a, an important topic to that will be brought to the forefront um are you planning to cop to are you planning to come to dubai for the for cop don't know yet. I'm not sure of the value that we can add nor gain from attending. And uh, I have mixed feelings about the COP uh, that I saw here in Egypt. It's interesting because I, I can see how passionate you are and, and, and how much you know about what is the right thing to do in terms of sustainability, in terms of um, climate action and, 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 and funding, how invested you are personally in, in, into this. But somehow I, I can see underlying some maybe um, pessimistic views on maybe uh, not having enough action around you, not having policies or frameworks uh, or 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 more support from from a, from a global point of view is there anything you are optimistic about let let me comment on my pessimism and then talk to you about what i am optimistic about it's true that you know we are a private equity fund investing in early stage ventures and the companies that we invest in if they go on and succeed and are adopted you know their products and services are adopted at scale objectively that will move economies towards more nature conscious, nature aware, nature positive uh, production um, and can really make a difference, right? But all of this is negligible when compared to the scale of pollution and devastation that is carried out daily by some of the largest industries around the world. It's easy to set targets like net something by 2030 and net something else by 2050. You know, it's easy to mention a target. If you're going to miss it, it's pointless. And anyway, 2050 is far, far too far a, a, a target to set. And so, I mean, we know that there is effluent being thrown into water systems and waterways, fresh and marine all over the world. We know that there are phenomenal quantities of emissions being blasted into the atmosphere from oil and gas operations and dirty power plants all around the world. I mean, it's phenomenal. And there's really no work that me or the entire private equity industry can do that counters that. That has to stop for the work that we're doing to have any kind of meaning. Don't get me wrong. I think that there are wonderful opportunities to be seized from conferences like these. And there was a lot of uh, very self-congratulatory initiatives that were launched at COP27 in Egypt, uh, mostly by large businesses uh, seeking out new uh, investment opportunities. Uh, and as I say, the energy transition and decarbonization agenda is extraordinarily important, but also presents a wonderful uh, investment opportunities for companies. But um, to use 
to focus on a word that you picked up on during our conversation, they don't seem to be terribly brave initiatives. It's basically plowing money into, uh, you know, markets that are proven like energy markets and selling a product that they know that there's demand for. I would love to see some absolutely radical uh, commitments being, uh, being made by some extremely powerful and potent players. For example, let's talk about, let's no longer talk about net zero. Let's talk about absolute zero. We will be an absolute zero emissions industry by 2030. That would impress me. That would completely change the game. That would, that would be a, a catalyzing impetus for the global oil and gas industry to think, oh my God, I mean, is that even possible? If they can do it, we have to try to be something that resembles that uh, rather than targets that are 20 years into the future when we don't know if, if any of us are alive then. So, I mean, that's, that, that's kind of where the pessimism comes from. Um, but where my source of optimism also comes from is this, and it is that if we can collectively rally around nature and really just stop fighting nature, stop actively harming and, and preventing nature from doing what it does for us and has done since the start of humanity, and for a couple of hundred million years before humanity, if we could just kind of make room for it to do what it does, I think we will be blown away by the momentum with which it can recover the mess that we've made. If we, if we just sort of make space and watch it, monitor it, measure its ability to heal itself, sequester that carbon, recover that biodiversity, um, clean our waterways by itself. We don't have to do the work. It will do the work. We just have to make way for it. I think we will be blown away by how quickly, how potently it, it corrects and gets it right first time because it's had hundreds of millions of years of practice, right? We keep trying to correct our own messes and very often getting it wrong again and again and again. Nature doesn't do that. It gets it right first time. Uh, and if we can stop fighting it by, you know, killing off its biodiversity and polluting it and, and, and throwing our toxins and poisons into it, um, I think it will come back and serve us as it has done you know, since the start of humanity and at speeds that we can't imagine. I think we, we might be able to imagine it if we think about what happened during COVID. It, it, that was just maybe a 0.001% of what nature is capable of doing, but we all remember how nature was thriving when we were all at home. And, and I hope we don't have to go through another pandemic to, again, realize the importance of, of nature. Um, but again, as you said, you, 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 had, you had your moment uh, thinking about how to launch your impact fund during COVID. And, and I hope really uh, more people are, are ready to, you know, take action in any way possible into supporting nature um, more than, uh, than anything else. So thank you so much. Uh, I really hope to see you in Dubai in, uh, in November, and hopefully we will all be, you know, uh, blown away by what is going to happen here and, and, and the, decision that, uh, the decisions that will be taken. So again, uh, this is an invitation <laughs> to, to come to Dubai and, and hopefully also share all your experience and the, the beautiful work that you're doing. Inshallah, it'll be a very successful conference. And I really, uh, I mean, I hope that we will be pleasantly surprised by its outcomes. 